city. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. It is season seven, episode one. We're gonna do a little different this year. It's Randy Hansen on the ones and twos, the commish. And we are on a Zoom meeting with my guy, now relocated in Jacksonville, Florida. The man, the myth, the legend, the pride of the U.S. Navy, Matthew Gallagher. What's up, Gally? What's going on, Mr. Commish? How's it going? It's good to see you, man. It's getting back into uh, the swing of things of uh, being back on the lounge. I thought the lounge was dead. I thought COVID might have killed it. But uh, we're trying to revive it a little bit, trying to give it a little, uh, what's it called, the AED? Give it a little, the paddles, get them going, give them a little pump. There you go. Every live in the lounge without the one of the creators, unfortunately, Mr. Trotta opted out of this season, allegedly. But uh, is that really a bad thing? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, we will. Uh, I know he said he was out this week. He, it also came to our attention that he's like, you can't use my name and likeness anymore. So. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. He's like, so that's why we got a new little intro this week. We might switch it up with songs to start off the pod. Um, but I think Trotter was very interested yesterday when I was kind of typing up some notes for us. He, he like, he's like, hey, you're going to talk about this? You're going to talk about that? I'm like, do you want to come on? I think he, he, he's he got not both feet out the door. He's got maybe just a toe still in the door, if that may, even makes sense. I don't know how that goes. I think one of the big Absolutely. It's also like good to be on a Zoom call. I, I'm glad the pandemic, one good thing came out of the pandemic. You get to see a guy from across the, the country, you could say. I'm going to crack a cold one for you and cheers you, bud, to uh, the best time of the year. Yes, sir. It is definitely the best time of the year. All right, let's, let's kick off. Speaking about the best time of the year, it's now Friday the 13th, a little, a little spooky Friday of August. Um, it leads to my next question for you. As we prepare, we're about just over two weeks out from our draft on August 28th. Um, usually it's about the, the 28th range to the the week of Labor Day weekend where people, the main people in America do their drafts. Um, what time, what, like what time of the year do you start like really focusing in to fantasy football? Start preparing and, um, and start doing some hard research. Start hitting the books, kid. I'm getting to that point. I for me, usually I like start like mid July. I start like firing out the podcast again. A lot of the, the other fantasy football podcasts start doing some research. Um, usually mid July, but it, it comes to that point where like I start getting closer and closer to the draft. Where I found myself like 
I start falling in love with every player. It's like paralysis by analysis. Like just you, there's like too much information, and as we know, and it hasn't done me any good lately. The last couple of years playing fantasy football, but I, it's like I'm falling in love with that. Like now, I want everyone. I'm like I'll, I'll be good with that guy, good with that guy, and at the end of the year, I'm like you're you're fucked. And at the same time, like, you could do all the mock drafts in the world. It's never going to even compare to doing, like, the, the way our fucking draft will go. You can't, you can't predict what people do in our league. And you really can't prepare for it because you just kind of, you draft based on the draft. Yeah. Well, that, that's pretty much uh, our draft strategy. You got something cooking, Matt? Yeah, so, uh, all right, I got a question for you, Mr. Hanson, and this is going to be a little a little personal, maybe, a little, a little personal, but what are your thoughts on uh, on our champion, Walid Omran Waldo? Congrats, by the way. What are your thoughts on him claiming that he's going to be drafting you first overall in the division draft? And do you think it's justified? I mean, last two years you finished 11th and 10th. Ah, uh, I know. Well, shout out to Waldo winning last year, first league championship. That's congrats to the kid. Um, yeah, I mean, like to, to yeah to be number one overall pick. If we're, we're talking about divisions right now, to to be the one like so, it pretty much means you're the worst player in the league. Is kind of disheartening, um, especially so how many how much knowledge I just got bit by the injury bug the last two years. Um, if you look, go back and look, I'm not going to talk up like pump up my team, but I thought. That team on paper was phenomenal. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay's still dead, so we're, I don't know where he is. And of course, but but uh, I, I have some good intel that he's. he's uh, uh, yeah, he's we, we uh, it's not not confirmed, not denied, but he might be in some allegations of some legal trouble. Um, but I don't want to throw dirt on his name. It doesn't matter. He's hurting his hamstring again. So, but I mean, it's it's warranted. I I finished. 10th last year, the year before, almost was the teeth, took 11th. Um, but at the same time, like, you, you, he's making his own bed right now. So if that's what he wants, good, because our, our head-to-head record, I've actually owned him the last three years. I went through, like, a five-year stretch where I didn't beat him. The last three or four years, um, I think I have, like, at least an 80% clip against winning against him. So good. You want to play me twice? Fantastic. Let's go. Let's run it. Uh, Waldo, last couple years. Besides that, uh, I don't know, man. I suck. So, the last two years have been terrible. So, maybe this is a new year, new me, 2021. Let's go. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you just want to get, you just want to stay healthy. That's the main thing. Especially now with the, uh, only three preseason games, too. That's, I think it's almost like kind of a good thing in the fact that, like, hey, you might not have to worry as much as guys getting hurt. By the time we do our draft, that will be after all the starters play, pretty much yeah. going in because they're not going to play the week before the uh, this, the first game. That's what is that? The September ninth or something? September 9th, first game. Yeah, first game that there's. This is the first year in a while that we drafted two weeks before the, the, the season starts. So interesting to see. And you know, I remember one year Jordy Nelson got hurt. It was the first Waldo drafted the first first round, I think. 
Yeah, when we had a little earlier draft, but that's but by the time we draft it, it should be all done. So hopefully, hopefully everyone. I, I don't want to wish that injuries upon anyone. So hopefully everyone has a has an uninjured team at least going into week one. Now week one might might be different, but we could talk about that later. Speaking of going into weeks, do you want what do what do you got cooking for uh, this next segment, Gallagher? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Hold up, hold up. I got my notes all jumbled up here, you know. These things happen from time to time. This yeah, it's, it's, it's week one, man. This is like the... Pre- it's pre- this is the pilot of the new and improved lounge. I mean, maybe not improved, but... A little preseason action, you know. You got to get some reps. We're getting some reps right now. Get some reps. All right, so... This is my, this is my, my segue into this segment that I'm trying to, uh, trying to pack here. We're going to call it the Commission's Club. Now, I call it this reason. I call, I call it the, the commission's club because, Randy, I'm going to ask you a question. You're at a club. You see this busty, this straight bust down on the fucking dance floor, twerking. She's breaking out of her shirt and her jeans. What, is, what are your intentions when you see this girl at the club? You want to sleep with her, don't you? You fucking scumbag. <laughs> what? Sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Sleep. And do you want me to start, or do you want to start with your? We're gonna go over quarterbacks and running backs this week. Sleepers, breakouts, and buses. This segment. Um, let's go with. I always like to. We'll call it the commission's club. The commission's club. Uh, let's let's go with a little sleeper action. Maybe that girl that's at the corner of the bar, like kind of just giving you a little eye. You know what I mean? Maybe like you're like, hey, we might we might have something here. Might still like, a little cross eye. Maybe catch a glance or two. Might walk. Want to go over. Might want to walk over there and introduce yourself. Okay. So, so who's your sleeper for a QB this year, Gally? All right, my sleeper, man, the quarterback. I had the, the toughest time with all of these, but uh, my sleeper is, is Tua. I don't know how to say his last name, but I'm not. Tua Tumalua. I don't know. Yeah, that guy. Tua. All right. So my prediction is that he will finish as QB ten. He'll finish in the top ten, and he um, is currently ranked QB fifteen. My thoughts on this is that he's got an improved wide receiver core. He's got Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker. That's pretty stacked. Mike Gusecki, Miles Gaskin. He's got a, he's got some weapons around him. Uh, he's got a full year removed from his injury, and um, they they just gave up. I mean, they they traded away Ryan Fitzpatrick, who um, is showing that the Dolphins have some confidence in this in this sophomore right here. And um, they're giving him all the tools they need to succeed. I think he has a little rushing uh, flair to his game, and he finishes within the top ten. That's my that's my sleeper prediction for quarterbacks. Interesting. Um, I'm not even too confident saying that though. Like, I'm not going to draft him as, as a starter, but I might. I might. You know, that's that's what sleepers are for. You take him in the late round, late round flyer. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it is nice. Like, I think uh, Jim Waddle is going to pop off this year. Um, hope. hope Everything, some training camp, he does sound healthy coming in. I know he was kind of banged up last year playing the national championship for Alabama. Um, they did add some old line pieces as well. So it's going to be interesting. I know his current ADP is now 15th. Last year, last year Tua ended uh, the season as QB number 29. So that's a huge jump. A lot of people have him in that top 15 range. just think he could pop off. So, um, Moving on, my sleeper. 
Um, this, this might be a little home cooking, as we heard some uh, Kanye earlier, some homecoming. My secret's going to be Justin Fields. And here, here's a caveat to this situation. Um, his current ADP is 22. So I'm not saying you're drafting Justin Fields as your starter week one. I, I do not think he's going to play till at least like – I think it's after week four they play the Lions. I think it's week four they play the Lions at home. I think that might be a good segue to, to put him in. Um, I say I say by the end of the year he's he's within like the top twenty mark overall, based on based on his rushing and passing. But I say the the weeks he actually starts, I say he's going to be a top fifteen quarterback with huge upside. And the main thing is if they're getting him out of the pockets and the rollouts and the rushing, uh, rushing will be huge. I mean he's very dynamic. He's a huge dude. Um, everything in camp, every like national media is loving him. My only concern with with this sleeper. Is I can't. I'll say this. I have a love hate relationship with Matt Nagy, and I'm hearing that like they might they might give Fields the the Patrick Mahomes. Um, they might give him like the Patrick Mahomes treatment, where they might sit him out the entire year and let him like. And it's just like Mahomes was like a once in a generation. Mahomes was a once in a generational thing that just drives me nuts. Like if if Alex Smith doesn't get hurt. Does Mahomes even play that second year? You know what I mean? It was like a good. It was like a good segue after Alex Smith got hurt. That's plugging Mahomes, and he, the guy just went on fire from there. So, like, did they have any intention of that? That it's like it was like the perfect situation that panned out perfect for them. So they get all the hype and all the credit in the world. But a lot of things came into that to his starting role, and I don't like you can't mirror that fact with in a different organization. Just because Matt Nagy was, was like semi-offensive coordinator there, so I think. But play, I would want Fields play Week One, but I think I by think Week. We would, we would all love to see. Yeah, because you know I my love hate my love hate relationship with man with uh with Andy Dalton is out of control. He's screwed me over so many times. He also looks like uh, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy had a M- McCarthy had a great line. Ryan took a great picture with him and the kids with him when he was at uh, one of their preseason. Yeah, one of their preseason practice. Shout out to Ryan. And uh, it, McCarthy said he, he looks like he drives a Volkswagen, like an Allenberg. So I thought that was pretty funny. But moving on, let's let's move on to uh, to breakouts. Really? I do. I really do. I think that with uh, Cam Akers' injury, they're going to they're gonna lean on the passing game so much. And he's never had a coach like Sean McVay, you know, letting him uh, letting him throw the ball. I feel like my bold prediction right here is that Matthew Stafford finish, finishes the year with the most pass attempts and the, the, the most passing yards this year. Most passing yards. He's got a top five wide receiver. Bane Jefferson. They also have like. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I saw that the other day. I'm like, holy. He's, he's going to air it out to him, and then he'll get hurt this first week, but it's all good. Um, so, 2018, Jared Goff finished as QB7 fantasy wise with 
No, I, I do think this might be the perfect situation. For them to, to for for the Rams to step away from the first round draft pick that they gave a max deal with with their contract was atrocious. But to step away and bring in Stafford shows how much they love this guy. I kinda agree with you here. Um to say he's top five, I mean he hasn't had a top five performance since the days of Megatron. So uh I, yeah, but I mean Yeah, I see him going well over like 4,500 yards of passing this year. Um, my main thing is I wonder how many TDs he's going he's gonna to pass for. If he, if he goes over 45 and like over 30 TDs, like he's like gets like the like 32, 33, like that's going to be a sick – that's going to be – 34, 35 touchdowns, something around that range. I know right now, right now Mike Clay has him projected as only 26 TDs and 12 interceptions, but I think uh, – I think it's going to be a little higher. Let's just see. And, and you know what? Stafford will always play. The guy's always going to show up, and he always plays. Gamer. He a is gamer. a gamer. Um, and, and shout out to Mike Clay if you're listening. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send him a DM. Yeah. Um, moving on. Your breakout, Randy. Your breakout? My breakout is a guy that uh, the Panthers went out and – did they trade for him? Or they just signed him? Uh, they just – did the I Jets cut him? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Sam Darnold. I think this is a perfect situation for Sam Darnold. Currently, his ADP is QB 30, which is I think it's crazy. So you're saying, yeah, there's 30 other quarterbacks that are better than him? I don't know. Carolina's offense is, uh, with, with Rule as coach is phenomenal. Um, you got a healthy CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, better weapons than he's ever had prior with the Jets. Um, I yeah, I think it's a long way from the days of Adam Gase. I mean, like, when has Sam Darnold ever had this kind of talent besides him, Robbie Anderson, prior? That was, like, his best target. Yeah, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a connection with Robbie Anderson, too. I like that. I, I, I think CMC's going to cook with him. Um, Sam Darnold getting the opportunity to play. Like, this is put-up-or-shut-up kind of moment for him. I know he's still super young. I think he's only 22, 23, maybe. Um. But you love to see him get another opportunity in a in a good Matt Rule offense. So I'm expecting him to have a huge breakout. So if you're draft like you draft him as your backup, maybe it's Sam Darnold, and he is. I, don't think, I truly, I guarantee you, Sam Darnold does not go drafted. Unless you, you're the one that wants to take him. You don't think so? No, if he's ranked quarterback thirty, I no. It, I'll, I'll put you. I'll, I'll bet whatever you want right now. Sam Darnold does not get drafted. But I can't draft him, like so. so. You can draft him, but like you're just so I just went. I just went. I just win that bet. Then what, what do you want to put? Like yeah, guess, guess, league, guess, league fees? League fees? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna wash that bet. It's not. It's not fine. Um. Right, yeah. Where do you predict Donald finishing? You said he's a right, right, right around top. Right, I think maybe float with like he could float. I think like seventeen, like the seventeen range. Uh, yeah, thanks for defining the definition. Yeah, exactly. And you, you called me yesterday and asked me why. Okay, we won't get into this. I think, a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if, but if he moves up, that's moving up 13, 80, 13 spots in the rankings. Yeah, okay. 
out of, out of quarterbacks. That's kind of massive. That's a that's a breakout. All right. Agree to disagree, my friend. Well, yeah, we'll agree to disagree, but I, I'll, I'll give it to you. We'll let it slide, I said. You know, we good. Moving on, we have the good old-fashioned B-U-S-T bust, bust, bust. Bust down. My bust for this year is Jalen Hurts. Currently going as quarterback number 12. My prediction is he'll finish around the 20 range. 60 percent range for uh, completion rating. When you're in the forty sixes, that's that's like Mitch territory. Forty two. Forty two. Yeah, that's yeah. like Mitch territory. And just, there's I'm a reason. Not, there's a reason why we almost sent him out of the out of the U.S. Yeah, and another thing, like, people aren't really talking about as well when you talk about the Eagles. Like, Eagles had, like, a lot of infighting with management last year. At the end of the year, if you recall, um, their GM and their their president of the Eagles was making roster moves and stuff, and they brought in a new coach. There's a, there's a lot of questions. I don't like a lot of the weapons that they have. I mean, I think, I think Devontae Smith can possibly eat because just on the pure volume of, of targets – because there's really no one really else there. I mean, maybe Jalen Rager has a uh, a bounce back year, and like uh, that one guy that caught the kid falling out of a tree. No, not falling out of a tree, falling out of a burning house. He's like, I caught it. Unlike who was, was Aguilar? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not really. Sure. Unlike, he said, like, remember the kid? Remember the kid? He tossed him, the Philly fan. He caught the birdie kid. He's no, like, no. I, I caught the kid. Unlike Aguilar. But no, yeah, I, I just don't. I know no one's really talking about. It. He kind of popped off last year, but no one's really talking yeah, about. I mean, 
that oh. would have counted. That would Mikey Mack needed it the most. Yeah. I'm sure he would let us know how he felt about that as well. Um, my bust, I, I hate to do this to you. I know this is your sleeper. My bust is, I think, it's got to be Tua, man. And and I, I do like his talent, and it's just it's going to really depend on his hips. I, I know he's, he's really having a lot of hips from. But my thing like, was the game script last year. It was, like, super, super weird to me with Tua. He was like a, a game manager. They didn't trust. He only passed for 1,800 yards in 10 games. 11 TDs, 5 interceptions. It's not bad. Um, but they they weren't letting him. He looked like a game manager. Trust the defense. Don't make any mistakes. And when Fitzpatrick came in, Fitzpatrick had full reign in the offense. So I don't know if that was one of the things like, hey, this is a COVID year. He's coming as a rookie, kind of hurt, not getting the reps. Uh, but with a full camp, he could be better. I'm just – I that was very telling to me that they were not letting this kid go to work. And there was a lot of trust issues with the offensive coordinator at Miami to see if – let Tua be Tua then. You know what I mean? So that's a, so so it's just based on pure volume for me. Maybe like if the volume's up and they're airing it out, and let the kid play. He he could be, but to be top fifteen, like you you got to be you got to be throwing the ball, dude. His average like yards his average, last year his average uh, yards per attempt was six point three, and that's like terrible. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, so so that 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 makes that makes me nervous. That's a lot of I don't trust you. Make the the quick throws. And then we'll we'll see where it goes. But he's got he's got weapons. But I think for right now he's my boss. I hope not, but I think I'm leaning towards that way. Now moving on, I'm gonna hand this one off to you, my friend. As a good running back would be, we're gonna go with our running back sleepers. My running back sleeper is ironically from the same team we've been talking a lot about, the the Miami Dolphins. Miles Gaskin is my sleeper. I love me some Gaskin. He was on my team last year. Um, he's currently going as RB23. Uh, like a, that's like a fourth, fifth round pick. If I, if I can get Gaskin in the fourth, or the fifth round, fourth round, I'll be happy in the fourth round too. Listen to this man last year. He played 10 games last year. He averaged 17 fantasy points a game. People don't realize that. He had 4.1 catches a game last year. Everyone's ranting and raving about him in training camp. He could be the bell cow there. I think that Tua, Tua doesn't play well under pressure, so he might. Whoa, whoa. You know, a, lot, a lot of dump offs to, to Gaskin. Doesn't play good under pressure. He won a couple of national championships, bud. I'm talking about um, with a, getting rushed. You know okay. What I mean? Like pressure. Um, here's, here's an interesting nugget I found about the, the Dolphins. Miles Gaskin. They have the the um, fourth best running back strength of schedule going into 2021. So I'm all in on Gaskin. They had many opportunities to sign someone. They got Malcolm Brown this offseason. We know Sel- Selvin. Wal- Selvin Amad. Wasim's cousin. Uh, Shout out Wasimo. You know, he played good in, in his relief, but I think that they, they trust Gaskin. As soon as he came back from his injury and he had a little COVID issues last year, they gave him the full reign with Salvin Ahmed being as good as he was. They gave Gaskin the full reign, and he killed when he came back. I just think Gaskin – I'd be happy if Gaskin's my RB2. I'm all in on Gaskin. That's my guy. What do you think uh, he'll wind up as? He's currently ADP, like we said before, 22 yeah. right now. Last 22. year – I think I, 
Last year he changed. Last year he was twenty. He ended up RB twenty seven. Where do you think he ends up this year? Yeah, RB twenty seven with because uh, he missed seven, he six yeah. games. Right? Yeah. I think he ends up in the RB two range, as in like a very good RB two. So I'd say like RB fifteen, fourteen. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Gaskin. I feel like he's, he's my, he's, he's a bell cow. He's gonna, he's gonna get the opportunity. This year. Yeah, especially when you look at that depth chart, like that, that backfield is his. He should be. They run him into the ground. That, that's go, that's go win, uh, win us some games and win us a fantasy championship. Um, I'm going to move over to mine. Um, we're going to go out to the beautiful state of Arizona, and it's going to be Chase Edmonds. It's going to be my sleeper this year. Currently running back 23. Although I'm, I'm, I want to see how this pans out, you know, there's no more um, Ken and Drake. Uh, Ken and Drake's all over in Vegas living it up, gambling at the casino. But they signed James Conner. Um, but for me, it's like Edmonds job and potentially, I think he has like a top 15 performance last year. He ended up, uh, running back 28. Like who do you think Chase, Chase Edmonds is maybe James Conner might get some of the goal line work, but I think Chase Edmonds has potential to have a, a huge season. Um, I think, I, I think based off of where, yeah, where, based off where Edmonds is being drafted, I think that backfield's his to start, or I think that he, he I wouldn't say the backfield's his, but, but he's the, the fantasy running back you want to own and potentially start this year. He has a lot of PPR upside, too, and even when he split, he was the second back to, to Kenny Drake last year, he was the better performer in fantasy, at least. And I think James Conner, he's just, he's hurt, he's an injury waiting to happen, and as soon as he's, he's done... Chase Edmonds is going to get the a lot of goal line carries, a lot of a lot of opportunities to score. I think I think that's a good call. I like Chase Edmonds this year too. Yeah, I think uh, Chase Edmonds if he goes over like sixty receptions, um, right now he's like projected at like fifty four. But if they pump that up to around sixty, and James Conner has uh, as Chase Edmonds does too, they both have injury concerns. As long as Chase Edmonds stays healthy. I think he could be a top 15. He's on the cusp of like the 15 range, the 15 to 20, but I think with top 15 upside. I like it. I like it. Now moving on. You doing breakouts now? Yeah, buddy. This, uh, this next guy was probably going into last year's fantasy football season, like, uh, like sh- skyrocketing up people's draft boards. Um, a lot of hype coming in. Kind of had like a weird, a weird season where it just didn't. It never seemed like he really got going, but maybe this year it might be different. Who is it for you, Gallagher? Yeah, and I'm here to, I'm here to, you know, I'm here to, dis- I'm here to call it, call you out on that that he didn't have it going last year because my guy here is Clyde Edwards Alaire, currently going as RB thirteen, and um, my project, my prediction, my projection for him is that he'll finish in the top. Seven. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the guy. He's on the best offense in the league, first of all. He's going to have at least three good scoring opportunities a game. They don't have Le'Veon Bell anymore. They, they, for some reason, they signed him midseason, week six or seven. And, and week six, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the number 11 running back without Le'Veon Bell the first six weeks. People don't realize that. He had... Um, 
21 receptions in those first six games. People don't realize that. He was on pace. I, I, I did an average here. I did, I did an on pace. Taking his first six games of the season without Le'Veon Bell last year. On a 17-game pace, he's on, he's on pace for 60 catches and 1440 rush yards. I feel like they trust him this year. He, he looked good. He passed the eye test for me. As Toronto loves to talk about the eye test, this man passed the eye test for me. And I traded for him because I saw the swiftiness and the elusiveness that he – the speed he has. He's got to work on his pass protection. He's got to stay in there for three downs. That's what we're looking for out of him. I know they just signed Jared McKinnon, Jared McKinnon to work some passing downs. But um, I think that he gets more involved in the passing game this year, and he gets a lot of goal line works. He only had, I think he only had five goal line carries last year, and that's that's got to go up, and I think it does. Um, they got the seventh best O-line. But you know it's Pat Mahomes first. That, that O-line's paid to protect one man. But – I just think if you're on the best offense in the league, you're going to get so many opportunities to score that I'm all in on Clyde. Give me Clyde as my RB1 this year. And I'll take the, the reason he's my breakout is he's going in the second round. Whereas last year he was going in the first round as a sixth overall pick. I think that's where that's more where he finishes this year as a top five or six. So really? Give me Clyde in the second. I'm all in on C. So you're saying he's gonna? You think he's gonna end up top five? So who would be your top five at the end of the year? You think? Yeah. So you think you think he's better? You think he's better than Zeke? He's better than Derrick Henry. I think he's better than Zeke. Better than who? Derrick Henry. Yeah, PPR for PPR for yeah, and you'll see why later. I, I feel this way about Derrick Henry, but yeah, I just think Clyde finishes top six. That's my bold prediction. Uh, that is. I mean, you got you got to be bold sometimes, cause you got to got to trust your gut and go with the gut. Um, speaking of gut, a guy that <laughs> runs the hell out of the ball up the middle. And an absolute workhorse coming out of Alabama. My breakout is Najee Harris. Um, current ADP is 12. Uh, here's, here's, here's my thing. I think he's going to be like a, a, a potentially a top 10 back just based purely on volume. Uh, could be that potential rookie breakout. I think he possibly could be like a rookie of the year candidate depending on what happens at the QB position. And usually it kind of goes to QBs, but if – Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his mind. Then I, th- I think, but I think he'll be like a top three uh, rookie, uh, yeah, rookie of the year candidate. Uh, I'm, I'm just imagining a lot of opportunities. It kind of reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell, a young Le'Veon Bell. I think they'll work him a ton, especially with an aging, uh, aging Ben Roethlisberger. The guy's a dinosaur. Um, he's on a diet, so there's that. But like, but he still looks bigger. I don't know. Well, he is. The nickname is Big Ben, and I'll crack a beer to that. But we saw Big Ben last year. Dude, he was checked down city and only throwing slants. Like, 
Like, you'd have Juju getting passes. You'd have, like, four receptions for 18 yards and a TD. It's, like, stuff like weird stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, like, like... Seven catches for 20 yards. Like, yeah. yeah, I say if you can get in, like, that 55 to 60 reception range, like, on that, like, Le'Veon Bell tip, uh, I could see, like, a huge upside for Najee Harris. So, it's, it's something like, would you want Najee Harris as your number one running back? Eh, Maybe. Like maybe he could be he could be a solid number one. I mean, at twelve, you're saying he's you're saying he's your RB one. Currently ranked at ADP. So if you backed him up with like Najee Harris and like you were talking before, like a Miles Gaskin, I'm not upset with that whatsoever. I I'm telling you right now, I don't find. I said I did a hundred mock drafts this year. I did not have Najee Harris in one of those drafts. I just I just don't trust rookies. Why rookie running backs kill? Uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, was going, he, was, he was going second overall. Yeah, these are first-round draft picks. Um, yeah. I mean, you just talked about Edward Zolaire. He was up there. Yeah, exactly. He was kind of a buzz last year, but I think uh, – The thing is like – I trust the workload. I do trust the workload there. I just got to see it first. That's the thing. I don't like to draft – waste my first or second overall pick on a, on a rookie that I've never – who, who's who's going to take away carries from him? Benny Snell? Jalen Samuels? Kalen Balage? Balage? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the back the backfield is all his. And the dude was an absolute stud in Alabama. So, that's that's what I'm saying. We can agree to disagree all we want. These are just, as they say, projections. So, but just like they say in projections, sometimes they bust. I don't know. You you project, you bust. Sometimes you bust, sometimes you hit. Sometimes you, you got to bust. Yeah, so sometimes you got to bust. Speaking of busts. Speaking of busts, my bust for the running back position in 2021 is none other than Derrick Henry going fourth overall. And my reason for this is the same reason it was last year.
Give me some receptions, Derrick Henry. How hard is it to throw the man in the flat and have him run 99 yards, you know? Oh, yeah, how hard is it? I mean, he did it against the Jaguars twice one year. Not on a pass, but... The, the only the only thing I will say, I, um, that backfield's all his. Uh, the Evan, Evans, the draft pick they had last year, he just came up lame in the preseason game yesterday. It looked like a hamstring issue. Um, besides that, you got like Jeremy McNichols, Brian Hill. Can they just get him involved in the passing game a little bit? Like if he got like, like like we said, his career receptions are like seventy six in his career altogether. In five That's terrible. Like if he get like a forty spot. But that's like talk crazy. Let's just say like a thirty. Let's say like he just does like thirty receptions. Just get the man the ball. He'd be the, the, the best. If he had 30, 30, 40 receptions, he would be the best fantasy running back like season ever. I think. Yeah. So. With what he did last year, he had like two thousand yards and what nineteen touchdowns. Yeah, I'm interested to see because I do think the Tennessee Titans are kind of getting built maybe to make a uh, good postseason run. If they kind of, especially with a 17-game season, Derrick Henry's your workhorse, and you're going to work him in, in the winter when you've got to run for for a championship, you could say, for in the playoffs when you're pounding the ball. If they kind of like do a little load main, management at, when you're getting towards the end of the season. So that might be a, another thing as well. Exactly, yeah. I think they might load manage Julio too as well um, because you just want him in the playoffs. You want him to be healthy. So that could be a thing to look at as well. But I, I, think, I think at the end of the day he's still going to be a top 10 running back, so we'll see. I just think my reason for him being a bust is he's going his fourth overall. I just think he finishes. I'm not wasting a top four pick on him. Okay. And you know, I could be saying all this just to sway all of our listeners to thinking I like Clyde Edwards a and I hate Derrick Henry, so they draft him, you know? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so so I'm going to say I have I have two busts right now. Um, and I wouldn't even like call it a bust. It's just something that I'm – I would say my first one is, I would say a concern. I'm concerned. I'm putting it out there. The man's concerned. All right. I got a little concern on the face. Currently going ADP number four overall, Alvin Kamara. Last year finished number one wide uh, running back in on the season. My thing is, I'm very worried about one. Michael Thomas is out. Name me another wide receiver on that team. Marcus Colston. Yeah. Stop. Uh, I know that that, that Traquan Smith, like you, you have a new quarterback, Jameis, and who knows what what they're gonna do with your man. I know you're wearing his jersey, a Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill jersey. Like what that dynamic's gonna be in the in under center. I'm afraid he's gonna he's gonna face a lot of loaded boxes. The man's never rushed for a thousand yards, so if it is a ton of dump offs, Jameis didn't dump off the ball though. In Tampa, people forget that never check down to a running back. So, my main concern is like, no, do you have to go, James? Taysom Hill is terrible. That's what they said last year. All right. When when Breeze got hurt, they had we have to go, James, and then all of a sudden, Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. I know he loves him, Taysom Hill. I have no idea. I I hope that blows up in their face. But like with Michael Thomas being out, if you're a defense going in to play Alvin Kamara, why would you load the box up with like? 10 dudes and just say, hey, Jameis beat us. J- Taysom Hill beat us with your arm. And then we're going to take your best player out of the game. So that's what I'm concerned. I'm not, the, the talent's out of control. The guy's amazing. Never rushed for 1,000 yards in a season, but the guy's that's amazing. Crazy, though. He finished number one, and he's always a top three finish. Yeah, it's, it's the, recept- the receptions are out of control, especially in PPR. His, yard, like his passing yards, touchdowns, he's, he's, he's a beast. 
He's he, like I love his talent. The guy's crazy, uh, amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just I'm concerned. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Now my full bust is uh, the whole running back, whole running back backfield, the entire depth chart of the running backs, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What running back do you think? I think that's there's so many weapons on Tampa Bay. That's going to be like one of those things like. You have to absolutely get lucky to start one of them, and they pop off. Like that's a, that's a nightmare. So like, who who do you want? You you it was, got. It was, it was okay last year, but now they added Gio. Bernard. Yeah, you got you got Rojo. You got you got Fournette playoff Lenny. You, you got Gio Bernard. Like there's there's just so many mouths to feed that I feel like it's going to be like the hot hand action going. You think Gio Bernard is going to be there? Maybe get the like James White role for. Yeah, check down, but it's just like who who are you gonna play in that thing? So I want then that's the worst decision you want to have in fantasy is like who am I gonna play this week? You can have all three on your bench, and you're like, oh, you're gonna flip a coin, and who's it gonna be? So that's gonna be my boss. That's gonna be a a mental fuck for the entire season. Who are you gonna start? And then, and then, like, if you're praying for injuries, you're 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 praying for anything. One hundred percent. So, when that pretty much concludes, what, what do you call that? The commission's what? The commission's club. The commission's club. I there was a stretch. There was a stretch with your analogy, kid. I know it's 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 week one. We're trying to get back into it. Trying to talk. It's kind of hard on the Zoom. We are recording a Zoom call for. For people in the future, you got two idiots just talking to each other from across the country, but you got to love it. Um, let's move on to some uh, some more some, some more, more like based on sold out of TD stuff stuff for the guys. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of our league because we know our listeners. Are uh, yeah, the the twelve people there'll only be like eight listens. It'll be me seven times in Trotta. Yeah, the other seven. Yeah. Um, the draft order, just like everything, is going to – this year, I'll give you this. This year, it is completely, utterly random. So it's like the, the basically – And it's going to be visual, visually, I would say, visually stimulating. Visually stimulating? Oh, it's going to be like a – No, don't make it – I don't want any guesses. Keep it to yourself. I got, I got some things in my mind. Keep it to yourself. Anyone that's listening – Complete, random. Prepare yourself to be amazed. That's all I gotta say. I, the commission may or may not have popped off this year. You got a lot of hype. You got a lot of uh, hype to live up to, man. So I know it's it's it gets harder and harder every year. You've had some good uh, draft order position competitions in the past, so we're looking forward to that. I'm sure. All right, we got about like 13 minutes left, boys. So. That's out. We're getting we're getting down to the nitty gritty, right? So we're talking about. I hope you guys have listened this far because here is what. Here's everyone wants to hear. We need some listeners from our league to just get some stuff in your mind right here. Um, let's talk about the actual rule change for once. Oh, coming out this week, everyone's gonna get a Google Doc. Hopefully, Ryan. If he's listening, we'll pump this out. I've been asking him all week because, you know, Ryan just loves to send out, hey, vote on this. And I'm like, all right, I sent him all the things to be voted on. 
put it put in a Google Doc and put it out there, and then he hasn't yet. So, and then the year before, he just did it by himself without asking anyone. So I just don't understand. But anyways, yeah. So this year is going to be a keeper. Um, the keeper draft rules for 2021. Players must be selected in the fifth round or later to be one of your keepers. You can keep such player for one year, like like everyone knows. Uh, the team must identify which player they're keeping prior to the draft of 2022. And you keep them at that position. Let's say IE, I draft. Um, just give me someone. Give Miles me a, Gaskin in the fifth. Miles Gaskin in the fifth. I lose a fifth round in 2022 if I want to keep them, if I decide that. Um, a little caveat to this is if you could trade away your keeper, but they must be rostered the entire season. Okay. So if you're like on the if you're on the playoff bubble, and let's say let's say I'm out, and I I see someone that's got some upside. Let's say like you you drafted here's a here's a thing you drafted Devontae Smith in the, the ninth or something eighth or ninth right dude's banged up he's out for a year, and say you drop. Let's say you've been keeping him for a little bit and you want to trade, you want to make a playoff push. I trade you something for Devontae Smith. I get to keep Devontae Smith in the ninth. Let's say I'm out, I get to keep him next year, Devontae Smith in the ninth, which is kind of cool. Like it builds like for the future, it gives the guys that are kind of out of it like a potential to, to hey, I'm going to build for next year. I got some potential for next year. Maybe I want to keep him at that spot. At the same time, you can get some value and be like, hey, I'm making a playoff push. I can get a guy that I can plug and chug. So that's pretty cool. Um, one of the things is you cannot um, pick someone up and be a keeper. The guy's got to be drafted on draft night. Now, on the actual the rosters and stuff like that, that's going to be voted on, and we'll get to you uh, about that situation going forward. Also, this is, this is, this is kind of close to home. I think we got to change the, the name of the teats. It's we're get, getting too old. I don't like the bad juju in the world. So it's it's going up to our listeners. Uh, I had some questions, concerned people voicing their opinion. We're getting too old. You don't want that bad juju out there. We could change it. I I'm up for anything. So if anyone's got any ideas, what we want to call our last our last place trophy winner, you can hit me up. Also, anyone in the league, shoot me a text. See what you're saying. We could vote on that at draft day. <laughs> no harm. No harm, man. We were young and dumb. Yeah, exactly. Um, consequence. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I interrupt real quick about the, the previous rule? Yeah. Just to, set, just to set the record straight for everyone listening, Keeper goes into effect next year, so although you cannot keep Stephon Diggs, right? Yeah, he, he was drafting the fourth anyways. You can't keep him. Yeah, yeah. We we are talked about that last year. Now we have like now we have rules set. It's on paper. Yeah, it's on paper. It's like these are the rules written down. It's on my computer. I sent it out everyone an image of it so they know the rules and it's it's now into effect in the rule book. Anything else you'd like to add before we? And and I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, because there will be, and you have to stay tuned at the draft. You will hear about it all 
in the com- in the commission's address to the league. TBD. Like TBD. All right. Last but not least, I'm going to give you guys something something to wet the beak. Um, a little futures bet, a little commission's corner, a little mortgage payment. Um, just three easy ones. I think you want to get these bets in now. I was telling man, we were talking in the pre pre show fist fight. We were talking about the Zoom call. Um, these are the bets you want to get in now because usually people bet in the futures. They usually st- they start betting, um, starting heavy, and it starts moving the lines around the Labor Day weekend because they're then they're getting all into f- fantasy football and just football in general. So this is going to just be over under wins. Um, first, I got I got three over under wins for you. I think you should put in now why the line is set so you get you get the number I want. Um, this one we'll do uh, we'll do the car payment for this one. And this is Atlanta over under seven and a half wins. I'm going the under. Do you think Atlanta's winning eight games? No. I know there's extra. It's 17 game season. No. What about that defense has not got better. They've lost their Hall of Fame wide receiver, Julio Jones. Their running back is Mike Davis, which you think can be an upgrade from Todd Gurley. I don't know. Mike Davis is a – Yeah. And you have a rookie tight end who I think Pitts is going to kill, but – Matt, Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. So I'm taking the under at 7.5 for Atlanta wins. Um, the next, I'm going to say this is uh, this is a pretty good – this is – I wouldn't say it's the mortgage. Yeah, I would say it's the mortgage. This this is a mortgage payment right here. Yeah. Bill's over under 11. I'm saying over. They were on the cusp of almost getting a buy last year. I think this is – I think they at least win 12 games. How many, how many games did they win last year? 13? 12? Yeah, uh, four, 14? No, 13. They won 13. Yeah, an extra. Yeah, an extra game. So I like the Bills 11, over yeah, 11. And then last but not least, this is my lock. I say, like, bet your college loans if you're still up there in the hundreds of thousands. Like, a lot of people are. Not me. I just got done paying. I just got, I just got done paying them off. Shout out to the commish. Um, Green Bay over under 10 wins. Fucking hammer. The, this line's going to – I guarantee by the time kickoff of the first week of uh, week one, this line's going to be, I bet you, like 11 and a half. It's going to jump. Um, but over under 10 wins over all day. They won 13 games last year. Like, what – you're playing the Lions. The Lions stink. That's two wins. The Bears, until we beat them, they, they, own, the, they, own, they, they own the Bears. And did the Vikings get better? No. I know they have a, I know they have a hard schedule, but I think this is Aaron Rodgers' uh, second revenge tour, like re- revenge tour 2.0, and I think he they want to win a championship so he could ride off in the sunset and go on Jeopardy. So, the fact that they're, they're they got him Randall Cobb and they're letting him make these, these decisions, or yeah, incorporating him. Yeah, it's 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 their last hurrah before. Yeah, before the love show that they, they love to see. So that's that's the end of the mortgage payment. Um, in closing, how would you like to wrap this up, man? We got about f- four minutes left before this pod's done. Um, it's good. It's good to be back. Uh, hopefully, we get uh, Mikey Mack on the ones and twos next time. Um, Yeah, we have the two illiterate fucks. That's what we have. Illiterate fucks in the, in, the, in the two of the 12 people in this league who are the worst public speaking and who have problems and, and mumble a lot. Yeah. We got through about an hour of, of some decent 
Yeah. But and on that note, man. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, Mikey Mac, we look forward to having you back. We look forward to seeing you all soon. We'll have another podcast next week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, Dave will fire up their Instagram. Uh, the boys are back, and football season. Football season. Let's go. And football is upon us. And the lounge. Thanks, boys. Good night.